gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hessen, back once again with another episode of Waking Up With The Truth. Today, ladies and gentlemen, for Sunday, August 7th, 2022. If you guys are new to the Waking Up With The Truth series, let me give you a brief rundown on how this series works so you guys have kind of an idea of what I'm going to be talking about today. Anyways, guys, Waking Up With The Truth is my daily morning show where I give you guys all the news that you guys need from the sports world, whether that's from yesterday, today, predictions for scores, going over scores from yesterday, whatever you need to start your morning, I got to hear on Waking Up With The Truth. Let's get into it. August 7th, let's start off in the NFL. The Hall of Fame ceremony kicked underway, um, announcing the t- class of 2022. This includes Richard Seymour, Tony Boselli, Leroy Butler, Bryant Young, and Sam Mills, and then Cliff Branch, you know, the seniors category, Dick Vermeil coaching category, and then Art McNally contributors. Another good day for Hall of Famers. You know, the Baseball Hall of Fame was really just um, not too long ago. The football one, always a spectacle, fitting, you know, with the, you know, Canton Pro Football Hall of Fame game. We obviously knew it was coming up. I kind of like how they're two um, close together, not like so far apart, just because, you know, it's kind of that time of year for Hall of Famers. So it's always nice to see everyone in that category um, you know, that made the Hall of Fame definitely very deserving. Let's go ahead and move on to the next one. Matt Stafford shrugs off his elbow injury. Um, he says that he feels stronger every time he throws. You know, he was diagnosed with the elbow tendonitis. That raises some questions for the super, reigning Super Bowl winning champ uh, quarterback with his arm, making sure that he's able to go for camp and then also for the start of the regular season. Kareem Hunt is skipping uh, Brown's team drills. He's looking for a contract extension. We've noticed this a lot with um, players, specifically running backs as of late, trying to get those paydays. You know, they see the other running backs getting them. They're like, hey, I want them too. We, uh, you know, saw an example for an uh, instance that didn't work with Melvin Gordon holding out. We'll be curious to see if Kareem Hunt um, does a similar situation. Honestly, with him being suspended and his background that he has, he should be thankful that he has a contract. So not a big fan of him trying to um, necessarily put up and try to get bigger money because he's got bigger fish to fry, in my opinion. I've always not a big big not been a big fan of contract extensions unless you really deserve it. I don't necessarily think Kareem Hunt deserves it right now, so a little bit uh, annoyed with that. Matt Rule says the Panthers won't make their quarterback decision before the second preseason game. I think it's obvious who they should put at quarterback. I don't know why it's really much of a debate. You've had Sam Darnold for this period of time, and he really hasn't done anything um, for the Panthers to help lead them forward. And you just traded away for Baker Mayfield, or traded to get Baker Mayfield, trading away a worthless pick. So I'm kind of curious why that um, is still up for question, in my opinion. I feel like um, that just doesn't make any sense to me why Baker Mayfield is not already named the starter. Do they really have that much belief in Sam Darnold? Because he might look well in, in training camp and team drills and all that. But in reality, you know, he goes to the game and we've already seen that he starts to struggle. I think it's going to be a good wake-up call for Sam Darnold too if he is sitting behind Baker Mayfield, um, kind of getting that rejuvenated start, um, you know, having the start with the Jets and then obviously with the Panthers. He's got to earn his way back into the starting role, in my opinion. So it really shouldn't be up too much for debate. Um, obviously Elliot questions over his future with the Cowboys. That's something that's something to keep an eye on, you know, him Pollard, um, two main running backs. And, uh, obviously on that team, the two main running, one of the two of the main running backs in the league, one of the best running back duels you'll see curious to see what happens with that one. The uncertainty in Dallas between those two sides has always been up for grabs. It's very curious. I don't know why these two always seem to have issues. And then to end the note here in the NFL, um, just kind of with an interesting story, 
ex-Patriots offensive lineman rear-ended car to avoid Belichick's wrath. Rich Ogan Orenberger admitted that he intentionally rear-ended another vehicle to cover up for being late for a team meeting. That is some funny stuff right there to avoid Bill Belichick. Honestly, I'd probably do the same if you were about to get scolded at. So we'll see what happens. Um, obviously, Bill Belichick's not going to give a response, but just kind of funny to start and, and see what happens there. Nothing too much uh, to talk about in the MLB. Obviously, George Springer to IL. Um, that was going on for the Blue Jays. And then also Tyler Glasnow rehab. Um, the Rays are very impressed by that, which is a good sign if you're a Rays fan. Do I think he's going to be back this season? No, but they're definitely not closing the door on that. Glasnow could be back. Um, obviously, time will tell. And obviously, if he's able to recuperate, regenerate you know, his arm motion and you know, not be injured and whatnot. But still, I'll be very curious to see. Glasnow would be a great force for the Rays staff. The only question or concern I have is if you do bring Glasnow back, you got to give him some starts in the regular season before the playoffs because if you just put him into the playoffs, it's going to be a difficult situation for him to get out of. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, Glasnow definitely heading in the right step forward. Let's take a look at some scores yesterday from Major League Baseball. The Twins beat the Blue Jays 7-3. to um, Mitch White in his first start, I expect him to do a little bit better. Four and two-thirds, three and runs. Um, Twins bats were very good um, overall. Uh, Larissa Rice, classic three for five day. Polanco had two RBIs as well. A good win there by the Twins uh, with the final game of the series coming tomorrow. The Braves technically sweep um, both games of the doubleheader. David Peterson gets the win for the Mets, five and a third, zero earned runs. Odorizzi, 4.2 and two earned runs in his first start um, in a different uniform. Lindor finally had a good game, three for four, three RBI day for him um, for the Mets. And then Matt Olson also had two RBIs for the Braves. The Cubs beat the Marlins 4-0, take the second game of two against the Marlins at home. Drew Smiley, a superb start, a good, good start for Drew Smiley, who's kind of had an up-and-down year with his ERA sitting at 4-2. Uh, four 6.2 innings, 5 hits, 4 Ks, 0 earned runs. Pablo Lopez run into, ran into a little bit of trouble in the fifth inning. He only lasts 5, gives up 9 hits, and 4 earned runs as well. The Cubs do shut out the Marlins, though, and the Marlins' bats have been struggling against them. Uh, so a good sight to see if you're a Cubs fan, and not a good sight to see if you're a Marlins fan. The Mariners win at home against the Angels. George Kirby, six innings pitched, one earned run. Jamie Berea, 4.2 innings pitched, two earned run. Another low-scoring affair compared to the other matchup the Mariners had the Angels had when the Angels had seven home runs and ended up losing uh, to the Athletics. Ty France, the difference maker in this one for the, Angel, uh, the Mariners, rather, one for three with a two RBI single in the game. The Orioles keep their hot streak going, beating the Pirates 6-3. Austin Voth, a good start, five innings pitch, three earned runs. J.D. Brubaker, flip side, had three innings pitch, four, sorry, four innings pitch, three earned runs. Good overall win by the Orioles. They look good, man. They might sink into a playoff spot. That would be one hell of a story. The Phillies went at home against the Nationals. Another disappointing start for Patrick Corbin. I was really hoping this one would be better for him. Rangers Suarez goes five and a third, three earned runs. Patrick Corbin unfortunately goes .2 innings, gives up six earned runs. This is really sad to see. Patrick Corbin is just really, really struggling. He's four and sixteen on the year. His ERA just went above seven. Yeah, if you're a Nationals fan and even a Patrick Corbin fan and even a pitcher, it's really sad to see. But the Phillies do take away a win here. They scored nine runs in the first two innings. Beerling had three RBIs. Stott had two for the Phillies as well. 
The Tigers went at home 9-1 against the Rays. Garrett Hill, 5-2, one inning pitch. McCallahan struggled again, 6-3, four earned runs. A little disappointing to see because I traded for McCallahan right before the All-Star break, and he's been struggling um, in his last two starts. But, hey, pitchers go through that sort of phase where they go through struggles. Um, hopefully he's able to pick it up back up because I def- desperately need him. Scope had a good game, one hit. A, it was a home run, a three-run shot. Baez, one for four, two RBIs as well. The Guardians beat the Astros 4-1 to one, um, in this one. Cal Cantrell, six strong, zero earned runs. Luis Garcia, six er, six innings, four earned runs for him. Ahmad Rosario gets a two RBI, one for four day for the Guardians. The Rangers beat the White Sox 8-0. to zero. Dane Dunning, seven innings strong, zero earned runs. Kopech, three and a third, four earned runs. Dane Dunning, nice to see him finally have a good start for the Rangers. Not saying that he really hasn't had many good starts. His last three starts, rather, have been actually very dominant. Five, six, and seven innings, respectively. Two, two, and zero earned runs, respectively, as well. The Giants beat the Athletics on the road, seven to three. Rodon goes five and a third, giving up one earned run. Adam Aller, five innings pitch, four earned runs given up. The Giants with a good win there, definitely a must-need must win there. Um, obviously playing uh, not too far away from the Coliseum. But still, it's one of those situations where you desperately need to beat the teams you need to beat, especially with where they're at, um, trying to make a late playoff push and sneak into a wild card spot. The Mets win the second game of the doubleheader, 6-2. to two. Max Scherzer, just so dominant, seven innings pitch, zero earned runs, 11 strikeouts, no walks. Max Freed didn't do too bad, had six innings, two earned runs, and five Ks on the day. The Mets do take the doubleheader against um, the Braves. Pete Alonso, three for four day in the second game. Pete Alonso is really doing well this year. Um, nice to see him not only do well in the home run derby. The Royals beat the Red Sox 5-4 at home. Um, overall, Garrett Whitlock, 2.2 innings pitch, one earned runs as a reliever gets the loss. The Royals get um, a good productive day from Bobby Witt Jr., who went 1-4 for four with two RBIs. A good win there by the Royals. Another disappointing loss by the Red Sox, pushing the Red Sox further down in last place in the American League East. The Reds beat the Brewers 7-5 on the road. Aaron Ashby, 4 and 2 thirds, 4 earned runs for him. On the flip side, the hitting side rather, um, good day for Borreo, 2 for 4, 3 RBIs. It's Jose Borreo. Um, good day for him, good day for um, the Reds as they take a NL Central foe um, down in the Milwaukee Brewers, who I believe is leading the division too. The Cardinals beat the Yankees 1-0. Good start by Jordan Montgomery and really Domingo Herman as well. Both went five innings. Domingo Herman gave up that one run in the first inning on a Nolan Arenado single. That was the difference maker in this one. A good win by the Cardinals. The Yankees, man, continue to struggle. The Rockies beat the Diamondbacks uh, to split 1-1 so far in the series. Carlo Estevez gets the win with the one-inning pitch. You know, all besides the first run, uh, the Diamondbacks were the first inning. 7-8-9 um, were the runs, each with one to get the Diamond. I'm sorry, the Rockies the win um, over the Diamondbacks. The Dodgers continue their dominance um, on a seven-game winning streak, beat the Padres 8-3. Eight, eight Clevenger gets a loss in this one, four and two-thirds, five innings um, pitched. Overall, um, the Dodgers did come back. Um, they were down 3-2 to two and ended up winning the game 8-3. Um, to three. So a good bounce-back win for the Dodgers against an NL West foe. Will Smith and Max Muncy both had three, home, or three RBIs and both had one home run apiece. 
And then the second game, the doubleheader, the Angels are able to beat the Mariners. Reed Detmers went seven strong, gave up one earned run. Chris Flexen, six innings pitched, five earned runs. A good win there by the Angelis, who had David Fletcher going two for four for three RBIs as well. That is your scores from yesterday. Let's go ahead and take a look at some predictions for today in the Sunday slew of games. The Blue Jays taking on the Twins. Kevin Gossman versus Chris Archer. Normally, I'm going to go with Gar- Gosman, but I'm going to go with Chris Archer in this one. Um, you know, normally the Twins win at home on Sunday, especially if they're winning the series or it is split at one apiece. Rarely do they get swept at home. Chris Archer, not known for length, so the bullpen might be needed here. The bullpen did have a good productive day today, but has been used the last two days really heavily. So we'll see how Rocco Baldelli manages this one. Four and a third, two earned runs, and Chris Archer's last start. The Guardians take on the Astros at home once again on Peacock TV, if anybody watches Peacock. Christian Javier takes the bump, 6-7, 3.24 record versus Tristan McKenzie, 7-8, 120 innings, and 3.38 ERA. I'm going to go with the Guardians winning the rubber match here in this one. Um, Not necessarily the rubber match, actually, because they've lost uh, two out of three. But still, winning the game um, to split the series at two. I like Tristan McKenzie. He's been one of the more... Um, bright spots for that team. Not really many too, like not, I shouldn't say that like that. Not too many big time names on the team is what I was going for. He did struggle in his last two starts. And typically when he struggles in his last two starts, the last time he did that was both against Minnesota. He went three straight innings of scoreless baseball. I'm expecting the same thing here to happen today. The Pirates take on the Orioles for the Another matchup, uh, Orioles looking for the sweep. They've won five in a row. They'll throw Spencer Watkins out 4-1, 3.8 versus Bryce Wilson, 6.20. I like the Orioles sweeping the Pirates. Um, the Orioles' bats really are clicking. You didn't lose Mancini in the trade to the Astros. That doesn't mean that their hitting is completely gone as they've been showcasing and their pitching's been on point. They also lost Jorge Lopez too, and they're still managing a way to win. I like them sweeping the series there. Corey Abbott and the Nationals take on Aaron Nola and the Phillies 7-8, 3.25 record for Nola. Abbott's only thrown nine innings. He's got a one ERA. I'm going to go with the Nationals winning this one. They've lost their last four. Um, I think they win one game here in Philadelphia before heading back home. And I think the Phillies, um, Aaron Nola is going to struggle a little bit. Sometimes he struggles against bad teams, so I expect that to happen again here today. Drew Rasmussen and the Rays. Go over to Detroit to take on the Tigers once again. Um, the Rays are looking for a win in the series um, for sure and not splitting with the, the Tigers. We'll see what happens here. I like the Rays winning this one. I think it's kind of interesting to see that McCallahan was the one Rays loss in the series. The Reds take on the Brewers. Graham Ashcraft back on the mound versus Corbin's Bur- Corbin's Corbin Burns. rather. Um, I like Corbin Burns and the Brewers in this one to take the rubber match in the series. Corbin Burns at a 2.49 ERA, still as lethal. Typically, his last two starts a little bit rough, um, especially his last one, five and a third and four earned runs against the Pirates. I think he turns it around, though, and uh, you know faces a, a Reds hitting team that really is just struggling on all cylinders, rather. Cutter Crawford um, and the Red Sox taking on Brad Keller. Um, in Kansas City, the Red Sox, again, looking for a win. They are currently lost the first two out of three um, in the series, looking to at least split with the Royals. That would be huge for them. I think the Royals win the series, though. The Red Sox clearly haven't been playing well in Kansas City, and why should a home game for the Royals uh, continue to have the Red Sox try to win games? It doesn't make any sense to me. And also what I just said there didn't make any sense, but you get what I'm saying. 
The Yankees taking on the Cardinals. The Yankees have lost four straight. They're desperately trying to get back on the winning column. Frankie Montas makes his Yankee debut, taking on Adam Wainwright. I'm going to go with the Yankees in this one. This is kind of atypical of the Yankees. You know, they're not used to being in this position where they've lost this many games in a row. Four and six in their last ten, losing a couple close ones against the Cardinals. I don't expect them to get swept. I think the Yankees will do what they need to do and get the win with Frankie Montas having a good start to start his Yankee career. The Marlins and the Cubs. The Cubs, again, dominating against the Marlins as of late. They're hoping to get the sweep on the uh, Marlins here, throwing Aaron Adrian Sampson, a 3.74 record, versus Jesus Lazardo, 3.97 ERA. I think the Cubs do it. Not many bright spots for the Cubs this year. They're currently third in the NL Central, which is remarkable, I think, with a 43-63 and 63 record. But still, I like the Cardinals winning this one. I like the Cardinals sweeping. Um, they've obviously been playing well against the Marlins. I don't see why anything would change. Giolito and the White Sox take on Spencer, Howard, and the Rangers. Giolito at an ERA at five. Definitely has been struggling this year. Not his typical self, but had a good start in his last start and is riding some momentum forward. I like the White Sox winning this one. They did lose their last one against the Rangers. Um, and then also the first game of the series, looking for the split here. I think they do so. The White Sox bats typically have been good, been a little quiet as of late, but I think they come alive and Lucas Giolito continues to have success moving forward. The Giants and the Athletics, Logan Webb versus Adrian Martinez. I'm going to go pretty heavily on the Giants here and a quick two-game sweep over the Athletics at um, Oakland Coliseum. Logan Webb's actually had a solid year. He has struggled as of late, you know, not um, – as good as he was in the playoffs, but still a 3.20 ERA and 135 innings pitch. He's been pitching a lot, only 34 walks. He has a hundred more innings than he has walks. Kind of crazy to think, but he's always been a good strike thrower, and I expect him to do the same. I like the Giants sweeping this two-game series there. Rockies and Diamondbacks, Arena versus Davies. I'm going to go with the Rockies in this one, taking uh, two out of three on the road. Davies not necessarily having a tremendous year, a 4.2 ERA, two innings, four runs in his last start. I think the uh, Rockies' bats continue to have success against the Diamondbacks, and the Rockies beat the Diamondbacks there. Spencer Strider versus Jacob deGrom in the Braves-Mets showdown. This is going to be a really good pitching matchup. Spencer Strider, 2.79 ERA, deGrom only five innings, 1.80 ERA. Strider has had a tremendous year. His whip is at 0.98, 133 Ks, 31 strikeouts, and 87 innings. I'm going to go with the Mets in this one. DeGrom lost, or the Mets lost DeGrom's first start. I don't see that happening again. This would be a huge win for the Mets if they're able to win another one against the Atlanta Braves. The Angels and the Mariners, Tucker Davidson versus Marco Gonzalez. Marco Gonzalez, a typical name here on the Seattle Mariners. He had a rough start in his last one, five and a third, six innings pitch. But compared to other players, he's one of those guys that has a bad start, typically has a good start his next one. And I think that's going to happen here today. I think the Mariners obviously are just a better team than the Angels, and winning at home is going to be huge for them moving forward. And then Sunday night baseball, you Darvish and the Padres taking on Tyler Anderson and the Dodgers. I'm going to go with the Padres in this one, snapping the Dodgers' win streak. The Padres obviously have lost their last three. Um, I believe they are winless with Juan Soto, so that might be signaling something. Um, but still, I like the Padres winning this one. I don't see the Dodgers sweeping them, and I think their miraculous streak comes to an end. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Waking Up With The Truth. I hope you guys did enjoy. If you guys did, please feel free to let me know. 
Make sure you follow the Twitter at the Truth as One to stay up to date with the latest information regarding the truth, including podcast days, podcast uploads, and other important information of value I know you do not want to miss. Until next time, it is your host, Niall Hesson, signing out. Take care. Good night.